Well, good morning, and thanks to the worship team for leading us in excellence this morning. And uh, hello to those of you who are watching online. That, uh, that song, New Wine, uh, many of you know it's got special meaning to me. I feel like God attached that song to a rope when he was hauling me out of a pit, and I put that song on um, repeat and uh, put the headphones on and walked a beach on Graham and Ann for hours and just list, and just the words of that song in the crushing, in the pressing, he's, he's doing something good. You know, he's making something new. This is not the end. And so whenever we sing that song, I just feel like we're going to have church. And uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good one. Um, so, yeah, glad that you're here. Good to see you. I see some of you already have your costumes on for tonight. Well done. I'm dressing up like a 52-year-old Wesleyan minister and uh, got, got that look going. Uh, before we get into the message, I've got a couple of changes to tell you about because everyone loves change, right? The only one who likes change is a wet baby, but blessed are the flexible for they shall not be bent out of shape. Here we go. Next Sunday is Time Change Sunday, and since, you know, when the, when the, when the clocks fall back uh, next weekend, so since it's Time Change Sunday, we thought we'd change the times of our services, because it's Time Change Sunday. So the first service is going to stay the same at 9, the second service, the one that you're in, is going to go from 10.30 to 11. Now, you can still come at 10.30 if you want. In fact, we want you to. We want more time in between services for people to, to connect and chat, uh, COVID-friendly, whatever that means. Um, we don't want to be rushed in between services. We want people to be able to stay behind for prayer and ministry and things like that. And so we're just, we're just given more time there. Um, so next week, second service, 11 o'clock. That's Time Change Sunday. Now, the next one is about... Uh, uh, how well let me say it this way we've been since the province put us into this phase of of restrictions and whatnot and things like that we made the best decision we thought we could make at the time several weeks ago and we decided that we would go with two services no vaccines required you'd have to pre-register for the services and no singing so that's what the province tells us to do. We're going to change that starting next Sunday. Some of you will like this. Some of you won't like this. It's impossible to make decisions uh, where everyone is going to be happy. Um, so what we're going to start next Sunday is vaccine required both services. Okay. Now, I know, like I said, we've got people who aren't coming now because we're not doing that. We've got people maybe who won't come next week because we are doing that. Like, it's impossible to win in this season. Uh, we thought about doing one of each, but if we do that, one service will be full. The other service will have six people, likely. We don't know. Um, and like anything at Crosspoint, it, we're, we're trying it. We're not married to that. We'll date it for a few weeks. If we don't like it, we'll change it again. And um, so anyhow, that's where we're going. If, if, if you've got um, complaints, send your emails to Kenzie at <laughs> Crosspoint Church. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, we don't want to exclude anyone. Our online service will still be there next week. Uh, we'll be able to sing next Sunday. We'll be able to blow the roof off this place. 
Pierre's looking forward to singing. And um, anyhow, so when you come next week, show your proof of vaccination. We'll record that. You won't need to show it every week, obviously. And uh, that's all I'm going to say about that. We are in week three of our Grow series. And we want to be intentional about your spiritual growth. Good things happen when we grow. Bad things happen when you don't, when you're not growing. You stop growing spiritually, bad things happen. You know that to be true. And God's design for your life is that you would get the Holy Spirit planted in you and salvation. When you cross that line of faith, make your decision to follow Jesus, whatever you want to call it, but at that moment of believing in Jesus as Lord and Savior of your life, you receive the Holy Spirit in you. And God's design is between salvation and heaven, that that's your season of growth, and that you would just keep growing until you die. Okay? Hello? You lost, I lost you there for a second. It's like everybody just... Um, okay, so there are two essential conditions for spiritual growth. Your obedience and God's faithfulness. That's it. Your obedience and God's faithfulness. Is God faithful? He is. He is. I've proven him true what he says he will do. He never has failed me yet. He is faithful. And so the other side of that is my obedience. Those are the two essentials for spiritual growth. The only limit to my spiritual growth is me. Because God is capable of doing exponentially beyond whatever I think is possible. Okay, something that I've learned to be true over time in my life is that you don't know what you don't know until you know. Isn't that deep? Like you don't know what you don't know until you know, and then you're like, oh, well, now I know. But I, <laughs> but I didn't know, but now I do know. And when you know, you realize that you didn't know, but now you do know because you don't know what you don't know until you know. You know, right? I mean, it's just true. And one of the ways that the Bible illustrates this is with darkness and light. It's like over here in the dark, you didn't know. You were, you were in the dark. You didn't know. But Paul often you know, uses that illustration that once you're in the light, then, then things come to light. And now you know, and there's a different way of living. Nothing good grows in the dark, right? Maybe a mushroom. And it's planted in hooey, Right? Now, you don't want to be a mushroom, right? You were not created to be a spiritual mushroom for Jesus. You can be more than a mushroom, okay? Um, Psalms chapter 1, verses 1 to 3 says this. Oh, the joys. Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or stand around with sinners or join in with mockers, but they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. They are like trees, not mushrooms. They are like trees planted along the river bank, bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never wither, and they prosper in all they do. In week one of the series, we talked about getting your roots down deep into Jesus. And now we want to see the evidence of those roots. What kind of what kind of stuff is coming out of your life? What kind of produce is your life producing? Um, I don't know about you, but I remember my mother saying, if you keep eating that stuff, you're going to look like that. 
Do I look like a whoopie pie? <laughs> this was not true. But she told me, you know, they're saying about Halloween and the kids coming home with all the candy and I'd be sitting in this big pile of candy and maybe she would say something like, you know, if you keep eating that stuff, you're going to look like that. Um, sometimes things come out of your mouth and you think, where did that come from? Like, I want to get that back. Why did, I, why did I say that? Why are those things coming out of my mouth? Or things come into your mind and you think, why am I thinking? Well, I don't want to think like that. Where is that stuff coming from? Well, it's coming from inside of you. It's in there somewhere, and it's, and, it's, and it's coming out of you. If you fill your life with junk, junk is going to come out of you. Sooner or later, it'll, it'll, it'll come out. And Jesus said this in Matthew chapter 12, 33 to 35. This is, this is Jesus. A tree is a tree, not a mushroom, a tree is identified by its fruit. If a tree is good, its fruit will be good. If a tree is bad, its fruit will be bad. You brood of snakes, he's talking to the Pharisees, and he's using some pretty strong language. You brood of snakes, how could evil men like you speak what is good and right? For whatever is in your heart determines what you say. Right? When you say those things, you're like, where did that come from? It, it, it was in there somewhere. Whatever is in your heart determines what you say. A good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart. A good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart. A good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart. And an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. You don't need to be a spiritual thorn bush. You don't need to be dead and gnarly. Uh, you can choose. This is a decision that you make this morning. Trust me, before you leave here this morning, you'll be able to make this decision. You can choose to be so filled with God and let God work in you and produce the good produce. And you, you can be a walking, talking fruit tree for Jesus, what you always wanted to be. A walking, talking fruit tree <laughs> for Jesus. That just sounds strange. Like, if you haven't been in church in a long time, you'd be like telling people, I don't know. He was talking about being a fruit tree. I don't know what, he, I don't know what was going on. Um, Galatians 5, verse 16 is our text for today. Galatians 5, beginning in verse 16, where Paul says this. So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us desires that are the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other. So you are not free to carry out your good intentions. But when you are directed by the Spirit, you're not under obligation to the law of Moses. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. You know this to be true, gang. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. Let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone, and anyone in the original Greek means anyone, Living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. 
But here's the good news. The Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There's no law against these things. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in some parts of our lives. No? In or when it's convenient. No? In every part of our lives, let us not become conceited or provoke one another or be jealous of one another. Your your worst decisions did not come when you were being led by the Holy Spirit, right? Your biggest regrets are not the Holy Spirit's fault. Your biggest regrets came when you put the Holy Spirit on pause because you saw something that you wanted and you, you hit the button, you said, I'll be right back. And you went and did whatever you wanted to do or took or, or, you know, whatever it was that you wanted to do that you knew was not right for your life, that you knew was outside of God's will, God's boundaries, God's best for your life. You just said to the Holy Spirit, time out, big guy, I'll, I'll be right back. Those are when your biggest regrets happen because you are created to, to thrive in a yoked Relationship. You know what a yoke is? The, the, the big wooden um, beam that goes across two oxen as they plow through a field together and they work together in tandem together. This is yes. This is no. This is I'm asleep. You were, you were created to be yoked in a relationship with the Holy Spirit. If you take one person out of the yoke, the yoke's on you. No yoke. Well, I didn't give you enough credit. In the first service, that was kind of flat. And I told them, I said, well, if it's flat now, it's going to be, that was pretty good. That wasn't too bad. Um, I, I, I'm uh, second service. Way to go. Verse 16, when Paul says, so I say. When Paul says, so I say, he means there is a better way. That's like a turning point in the scripture where he's saying you don't have to live that way anymore. So I say there is a better way. If you've ever been frustrated with your spiritual life, if you've ever been stuck, if you've ever been felt like this isn't working or I'm just exhausted or I'm, I'm tired of trying, there is a better way. And Paul says that we need to let, that's a decision that you make, right? Let that we need to let the Holy Spirit guide our lives. And in this section of Scripture from verse 16 to 26, he says it in verse 16. So I say, let the Spirit guide your lives. And then he, like a bookend, he closes that section in verse 25 by saying, since we are, since we are living by the Holy Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. And so from verse 16 to verse 25, in between those two bookends, Paul is telling us bad things happen when you put the Holy Spirit on pause, when you give the Holy Spirit a time out, when you go and do your, your thing your way. We all know this to be true. When you unplug from Jesus, nothing good happens when we do that. But Paul says there is a better way. It doesn't have to be that way. 
If you want to grow spiritually, if you want your life to be producing good things, if you want to defeat the enemy and the old sins that keep popping up, if you want victory, if you want chains to be broken, the power to do these things is not in yourself. You've got to stop trying to conquer those things in your own power. It's when you let the Holy Spirit guide your life. That's where the power is. Thank you, Pierre. Any Lord of the Ring fans? Lord of the Rings? Two. Okay, good. All right, Lord of the Rings. I, I, I love it. I love it. It's just, it's just Tolkien was a, was, a, was a Christian believer, follower of Christ, and, and it's so full of uh, spiritual uh, imagery. The temptation of a ring and its power, right? To get, to get fixated on something that, that, that so fixated that you would pause the Holy Spirit and say, oh, I want that. I want that thing. I want it more than anything. And you know it's not good for your life. You know it's not what God wants for your life. But man, it's just, it's just, oh, you know, you just can't, my precious, right? You just can't get, right? You just can't get your eyes off of it. And we're all hobbits, really. We're all hobbits. We were not meant for the ring. You were, there are things that, that, that as followers of Christ, as followers of Jesus, that, that we're simply not meant for, that we're not meant to have. But we, man, every now and then you just see something and think, oh, wow, I want it. The temptation to do something that you know is, is wrong. It's outside of God's will for your life. And so we must destroy it once and for all, even if it takes us like 500 agonizing hours of cinematography to get up that silly mountain and you're just shouting at the TV, would you throw the thing in the fire for goodness sakes? And I said, no, you got to watch seven more hours before, they, before they're going to do this. And you just want those hobbits to get their big feet up that mountain. And we're all hobbits. And there, there are things in our lives that, that keep popping up, and you go, oh, wow, man. Boop, I'll be right back. That, I, I want that. That looks good. And we make bad decisions. We're all, we're all like hobbits. Um, the pull of the world is very real. And Paul, Paul tells us about this. He says there's, there's forces. There's the old you and the new you, and these two things are going to, they're going to battle. The spiritual battle is very real. And, uh, and so there's times that are in, in your, or, okay, I'll, I'll make it personal for me. There's been times in my life when I've said about a particular thing, okay, I am done with you. Maybe. Tomorrow. Not, you know what I mean? Like I'm done with that for like five minutes. Right? And like a hobbit, I get my eyes fixed on this thing that I know is not good for my life. And I think, well, I'm going to go nail you to the cross. But instead of nailing it to the cross, I, I put it there like a sticky note because I might need it again. I don't know if I'm really done with that or not. So I don't really nail it to the cross, right? And I go back to the cross and take it off, you know, pause the Holy Spirit. And the battle goes on and on because we've never really fully crucified those things and thrown them into the fire once and for all. And Paul says, there is a better way. Let your lives be led by the 
Holy Spirit, let him guide your lives. Take your sin, the old you, and nail it to the cross of Jesus. Crucify it there and get on with the good things that God has for you. How do I know if I'm growing spiritually? Well, one way you know if you're growing spiritually is if you've thrown all of your rings into the fire. You know, to use that Lord of the Rings analogy. You know, have you nailed those things to the cross? Like, really? Um, do you have guardrails in place in your life so that when you get in the danger zone of, of making a decision that, that you know is wrong, that, that you bump up against a guardrail, that the Holy Spirit will, will, will stop you and check, hey, 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 do we really want to go there? And you'd be like, no, nothing good happens if I go over that guardrail. So I'm going to come back here and stay in the center of God's will for my life. Do you have those, those guardrails in place? Um, are you choosing every day? I have to choose every day to let the Holy Spirit guide my life and do it by the hour if you need to do it or do it by the minute if you need to do it because it's worth it. If you stay connected to Jesus, if you keep putting more of him in your life, good things will come out of you. Good things will spill out of you. When life hits you and bumps you or that person, that, <laughs> that person who knows how to push your buttons, we all have them, right? We all have them. Well, good things will come out of you. You'll bear good fruit. Verse 22 uh, and part of 23, the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Years ago here at Crosspoint, we did a series on this. We called it Juicy Fruit. This is the produce that God wants to produce in your life. This is it right here. This is God's fruit stand for your life. This is the produce that God wants to produce in your life. So uh, if you were here in week one and I brought out that measuring stick of my kid's growth chart thingy, on a scale of one to 10, how are you at loving others? How are you at, at love? On a scale of one to 10, Christian love, brotherly love, loving others like Jesus. How are you at loving God? What's that relationship like on a scale of one to 10? What are your areas for growth? How are you at loving yourself? You gotta be careful how you love yourself. You can, you can, you can be hard on yourself. You can be mean to yourself. You can, you can not like yourself. You've got to love yourself. Um, how, can, how can we be better love all the people around us? Not just the ones you like. It's easy to love people you like. But if we're following this book, and if we're following the example of Jesus, we've got to love the difficult people. Oy. We've got to love people who don't love us. You've got to love your enemies. <laughs> How are we doing now? Right? Um, you, you've got to love people who, who are who are hard to love, not just the ones that you like, or not just the people you agree with. You know, if, if, you, think, if, if you think a certain group of people, you think, well, those people. The problem isn't those people. The problem is in your heart. Okay? Um, there is a radical, ridiculous love 
demonstrated by Jesus in the followers of Jesus, the early church of Jesus, there is a radical, ridiculous love in the New Testament that has the power to change the world. And you do not have to, did you know that the older you grow, um, did you know that you don't have to grow cynical? Did you know, like, you don't have to become increasingly bitter or, or anger? Like, did you know that anger doesn't come with age? Right? That, that, that you can stop that cycle. You don't have to be grumpier with age. Um, did you know that your judgmental spirit is not justified? You think in your mind, well, I, I, I'm allowed to think this way because blah, 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 blah. No. No, it's wrong. Um, you have to die to the things that are choking off your love. We need to experience the transforming joy of Jesus as he grows his love inside of us. God help us to love better. Now, most biblical scholars agree that Paul's list here in Galatians chapter 5 is intentionally progressional. He starts with love, and, and, and the list is very, very intentional. In other words, each one stacks on the other, or there's a snowball effect happening in this, in this text, okay? So we start with love. That's where Paul started, and that's where everything starts. It starts with love. And more love will lead to more joy. Start with love, and more love will lead to more joy. You get better at love, you're going to be a happier person. It's just, it's just going to happen. And so more love leads to more joy. Thank you, Jesus. I'll take that. Let's keep rolling. More love and more joy leads me to more peace. Peace is the opposite of fear and worry and anxiety. Peace is not only the opposite of anxiety. Peace is the antidote to anxiety. Peace is like a fire extinguisher on your, on your, on your anxiety. Philippians 4, verses 6 and 7. Don't worry about... Is it up there on the screen? No. Kenzie, do we have... We don't have that one. That's all my fault. Don't worry about anything. Pray about everything. Tell God what you need. Thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. I need, especially in this season, I need my heart to be guarded by God's peace, which exceeds or surpasses anything that we can understand. On a scale of one to 10, how is your love? How is your joy? On a scale of one to 10, how is your joy right now? On a scale of one to 10, how is your peace? And how would you like to keep growing in those areas? Now, keep on going. Love, joy, peace. What's the next one? Patience. Now I'm preaching. Patience, right? Like, I, man, I need help with patience all day, every day. I, I mean, I've been driving on land for years, and then I come back to Fredericton and realize nobody knows how to drive. I'm like, what is wrong with these people? And I just get like this ball of, of fury over, over driving in this city. And I'm like so impatient with people. And if I was God, we'd all be dead. <laughs> right? 
I mean, truly, like, like an unfollow button on Facebook. I'd be like, done with them, done with them, done with them. Like if I was God, like there wouldn't be anybody left. And we joke about, about patience, but God is long-suffering with us. God, with us, he's 70 times 7 times 70 times 7 times 70 times 7, and on and on and on it goes. So think of, when you think about God being long-suffering with you or with me, think about your, how stubborn are you anyhow? Now, don't look at the person beside you. But really, like, God has to be patient with me all day, every day. My stubbornness, my obstinance. Um, and this is another one of those areas, like love, where the followers of Jesus can be radically different from the world. You can have, gang, you can have a level of patience that does not make sense. A level of patience that people around you are like, how do you do that? And you say, Jesus. <laughs> I don't, trust me, if it was on my own, I'd slap you in the head, but it's Jesus. <laughs> it's Jesus in me. It's the Holy Spirit guiding me, right? Um, you could have a level of patience that is supernatural because you have the very presence of the living God in, living in every part of you, enabling you. Raise your hand this morning if you need to be more patient. Come on, you're in church. It's all of us, right? It's all of us. And patience starts with love and then joy and then peace and then patience. Do you see it? It's that snowball effect. Where does it start? It starts with love and then joy and then peace and then patience. You don't get patience by trying to be more patient. You get patience by starting with love and then joy and then peace and then, and then patience, right? Because this stuff, this stuff snowballs and then kindness and then goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control. You don't get more self-control by thinking, I need to have more self-control. You've tried that before. You've tried that a million times. You know that does not work. What you need is to be led by the Holy Spirit. You need him in you, inside you, enabling you. And then you need his love and joy and peace and patience and all those other things. And it snowballs. And then you get self-control. Wow. So verses 24 and 25. I love what Paul does here because he, he started that section with, now there's another way, there's a better way. He gave us the long list of things that, bad things that happened when we paused the Holy Spirit. And then he gave us a good list of things that happen when we choose, when we let the Holy Spirit guide our lives. And then he closes this with action. This is, this is the response. This is how Jesus' followers respond. It's in verse 24, 25. Those who belong to Christ Jesus. They nail, they have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. Since we, uh, friends who attend Crosspoint Wesleyan Church on uh, Sunday, October 31st, since we, since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Good things happen when you let the Holy Spirit lead 
in every part of our lives. Now, you know this to be true. You've heard this before, and you know this to be, to be true. The people who want to live this way have made an intentional decision to do something about it. They get this holy discontent in their soul. It's not, I am sick and tired of living that way. Something has to change, and it's going to change now. It's changing like right now. And, and you don't put a sticky note on the cross. The two conditions for spiritual growth are your obedience and God's faithfulness. Is he faithful? He is faithful. What's the other half of this equation? It's my obedience. Am I going to surrender? Am I going to say, agree with the Holy Spirit and say, you are right and I am wrong and this stuff needs to stop today? We said this a couple of weeks back. What would happen in our church, in our homes, in our schools, in our marriages, in our city, if every single one of us decided right now that we are done with the old and we are going to be filled with the Holy Spirit and we are going to grow forward with Jesus as long as we live. You need a discontent for where you are and a hunger. You need a hunger for where you can go. You need to catch the vision of a church that is on fire for Jesus, where people of all ages are learning and serving and caring and growing, and there is community and outreach and missions and worship and teaching and victory and healing, and the church looks beautiful, and people are attracted to the beauty and wonder of Jesus, and God is doing so much in your life and in your church that you just can't stop talking about it, and we're baptizing people every week and we have to keep adding services and people far from God are coming to Jesus and their lives are being changed and their families are being restored and Jesus is lifted high as our resurrected king. You need to get a vision for that. And where does that come from? It comes from us. It comes from people who are sitting right here saying, I am sick and tired of, of living that way. And there's nothing I want more than to be led, to be guided by the Holy Spirit in every area of our lives. Nothing should outgrow the church. Nothing. The church should be the biggest grow up in the city. Paul says that they took the passions and desires of their sinful nature and they nailed it to his cross and they crucified them there. It's, it's, it's a, what does that mean? Nailing it to Jesus cross. His cross isn't right here. So how do I nail these things to his cross? It's, it's a, it's a decision. It's, 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 you know, it's a, a surrender. It, it's full and complete surrender. And just saying, Jesus, would you come and, and uh, show me anything in my life that I need to surrender? And I, I give it all to you, and uh, I'm leaving it with you, and, and Jesus, by your Holy Spirit, I will never go back again. They nailed it to his cross, and they lived by the Spirit, and they followed the Spirit's leading in every part of their lives. Let's pray together. God, I thank you again this morning for this moment. This is a moment, Lord, that you saw long before any of us even thought about a growth series or what we'd be doing at Crosspoint. You saw this day. You knew who would be here, and you brought this scripture, this text 
for this group of people at this time. You are here. And Lord, I know, I believe that there are decisions being made all over this room right now. Um, you're bringing things to light. You're surfacing things in our lives that we know um, need to die. Um, you're showing us areas where we can grow, how we can love others more, how we can have more joy, more peace and patience. So Lord, I pray that there would just be a, a corporate spirit of surrender in this room, a beautiful spirit of surrender where everyone in this room just says, Jesus, I want to be filled with you. I want to be led by you. Um, would you take control of my life? That, that, that the right things, your, your fruit would, would be um, coming out of my life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.